0: Good morning, and welcome to Simply Politics. It's Sunday, February 18th. On today's show, the scale of anti-Semitism blights our politics and our country, and Hema Malini reveals whether Esha Deol will join politics after her separation. Plus, Biden appears to confuse NATO with Ukraine in calling for Congress members to pass a funding bill. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Politics. We start off with a concerning rise in anti-Semitism in the UK in 2024. New figures show a significant increase in the number of anti-Semitic incidents reported last year, particularly following the terrorist atrocities perpetrated by Hamas on 7th of October. Here with us to discuss this further is Bella. A correspondent for Simply Politics.
1: Can you give us more insight into these figures? Certainly, David. The Community Security Trust, a charity that monitors anti Semitism in the UK, published its annual summary of anti Semitic incidents reported in 2023. It recorded over 4,000 incidents, more than double the number in 2022. There was a significant spike following the Hamas attack on Israel with two-thirds of these incidents occurring in the last three months of the year, a rise of 589% on a year earlier. The conflict between Israel and Hamas has acted as a trigger, with some individuals seemingly holding British Jews responsible for Israel's actions in Gaza. That's quite alarming. But were there signs of anti-Semitism
0: even before the Hamas attack?
1: Yes, the data from the Community Security Trust shows that anti-Semitism was already on the rise before 7th of October. Anti-Semitic incidents increased immediately after Hamas inflicted its atrocities on Israel, even before Israel had launched a coordinated military response. This suggests that some of this anti-Semitism was triggered not by Israel's response, but by Hamas terrorism itself. And what has been the response to these incidents? There have been several disturbing incidents recently. For instance, Jewish audience members at the Soho Theater in London were subjected to verbal abuse and aggressive demands to leave the theater by comedian Paul Curry. A Jewish chaplain at Leeds University was forced to move his family to a safe location following threats. These incidents require a strong political response. Speaking of political
0: response, there have been some controversies within the Labour Party as well, correct?
1: Yes, the Labour Party faced its own issues last week when it emerged that Azar Ali, its candidate in the Rochdale by-election, had made controversial comments about Israel and Hamas. He was eventually sacked, leaving no official Labour candidate in the by-election later this month. Another parliamentary candidate was suspended for comments made at the same meeting. What has been the
0: response of Labour's leadership to these incidents?
1: Labor leader Keir Starmer has prioritized tackling anti-Semitism within the party. His efforts led to the Equality and Human Rights Commission lifting its special measures on the party a year ago. However, there is concern that other candidates or members may be leaning into anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. And what about the conservatives? The conservatives have also faced criticism. They were accused of trying to make political capital out of fears of rising anti-Semitism, despite having to expel one of their own counselors for allegedly making anti-Semitic remarks. They also published a misleading video of Sadiq Khan making a verbal slip without his immediate self-correction.
0: It seems clear that all parties need to be committed to rooting out anti-Semitism from within
1: their own ranks. Absolutely, David. It's crucial for our political leaders to make it clear that anti-Semitism has no place in our society and that everyone shares the responsibility for confronting this increasing form of racism.
0: Thanks for that report, Bella. In other news, Aisha Dayol, daughter of Dharmendra and Hema Malini, has been in the headlines recently following her announced separation from husband Bharat Takhtani. And now there's speculation about whether she might join politics. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent, Michael. Can you tell us more about this development?
2: Certainly, David. In a recent interview with ABP News, actor-politician Hema Malini revealed that her elder daughter Aisha Dayol is very interested in politics. She even hinted that Aisha might join politics in the next few years. Hema also shared that her husband, actor Dharmendra, supported her in becoming a politician years ago. Interesting. What else did Hema Malini say about her family's support? During the interview, Hema Malini expressed that her family has been a strong pillar of support. She said… The family is with me all the time. Because of them, I am able to do this. They are taking care of my house in Mumbai, so I'm coming to Mathura very easily. I come and go back. Whatever I'm doing, Dharamji is very happy with that, which is why he supports me and also comes to Mathura.
0: And what about Esha's sister,
2: Ahana Deol? Is she also interested in politics? Hema Malini was asked about both her daughter's interest in politics. While she didn't specifically mention Ahana, she did say that Esha is very interested and loves doing it. She added that if Esha continues to show interest in the next few years, she will definitely join politics.
0: Let's talk about Esha's recent separation from her husband. What do we know about that?
2: Esha confirmed her separation from her husband, entrepreneur Bharat Takhtani, after 11 years of marriage. The couple released a joint statement saying they have mutually and amicably decided to part ways. They emphasized that the welfare of their two children is of utmost importance to them and requested their privacy be respected. The reason behind their separation, however, remains unknown. What about Isha's career? What has she been up to recently? Isha has had a successful career in the film industry, featuring in several big films such as Doom, Dust, and No Entry. She made her acting comeback last year with the thriller series Rudra, The Edge of Darkness, which premiered exclusively on Disney Plus Hotstar. She will also be seen in an upcoming series, Invisible Woman, alongside Sunil Shetty, which is backed by the film arm of Saragama India,
0: Yudley Films. Thanks for the insights, Michael. In other political news, President Biden recently seemed to confuse NATO with Ukraine, while urging House members to return to Washington, D.C. to vote on a bill that would fund Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan. Here to discuss this further is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply Politics. Can you tell us more about this incident?
3: Yes, David. The president was addressing reporters in Delaware when he made the statement. He said, the idea that we're going to walk away from Ukraine, the idea that we're going to begin to let NATO split, is totally against the interests of the United States of America. And it's against our word we've given since all the way back to Eisenhower. He then urged Congress to return home and pass the legislation funding NATO.
0: But the bill in question is about funding Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan, not NATO, correct?
3: That's correct. The Senate passed the bipartisan bill this week, which would provide $95.3 million in funding to these three allies for defense purposes. However, the House of Representatives is currently on a two-week break, and House Speaker Mike Johnson has stated that the House won't rush to pass it.
0: This isn't the first time President Biden's mental fitness has been questioned, is it?
3: No, it isn't. The president's mental fitness has been under scrutiny, especially since special counsel Robert Hur's report last week on the president's mishandling of classified documents. The report mentioned that the president has a poor memory.
0: And how have others reacted to this recent gaffe?
3: The Republican National Committee's rapid response account, RNC Research, quickly seized on the gaffe, posting a clip and pointing out that Ukraine isn't in NATO. Neither are Israel and Taiwan.
0: Has the president made any other recent gaffes?
3: Yes, he has. Last week, he mixed up the presidents of Mexico and Egypt. And while speaking at the House Democratic Caucus Issues Conference, he confused red state and blue state with red state and green state.
0: It's worth noting that gaffes are not exclusive to President Biden, right?
3: Absolutely. Former President Trump, the Republican frontrunner, has also had his share of gaffes. Most recently, he appeared to confuse opponent Nikki Haley for former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi.
0: Thanks for the update, Celeste. In other political news, New York Governor Kathy Hochul has issued an apology for remarks she made earlier this week, in which she suggested that Israel has the right to destroy Gaza in response to attacks by Hamas. This statement, made during a keynote address at a Jewish philanthropy event, has drawn criticism from several Democrats and left-wing groups. Here to discuss this further is James, a correspondent for Simply Politics. Can you
4: tell us more about Governor Hochul's comments and the reaction they've sparked? Certainly, David. In her address at the UJA Federation of New York Lawyers Division annual event, Governor Hochul drew an analogy between Canada and Hamas, suggesting that if Canada were to attack Buffalo, there would be no Canada the next day. She went on to say that this is a natural reaction, and that Israel has the right to defend itself in the same way. These comments have been met with strong criticism. And what has been the nature of this criticism? Several Democrats and left-wing groups have condemned Hochul's remarks. The Jewish Voice for Peace chapter in Buffalo referred to the comments as disgusting. New York State Assembly member Zoran Mamdani accused Hochul of justifying genocide while laughing. New York City Council member Shahana Hanif stated that she would not accept Hochul's apology, demanding to see changed behavior. What has been Governor Hochul's response to this backlash? In a statement shared with CNN, Hokul apologized for her poor choice of words and for the use of an inappropriate analogy. She acknowledged that her comments could be hurtful to members of the community. While she reiterated her support for Israel's right to self-defense, she also emphasized her belief that Palestinian civilian casualties should be avoided and that more humanitarian aid must go to the people of Gaza. Has there been any support for Governor Hochul following her comments. Yes, the UJA Federation of New York thanked the governor for always standing with the Jewish community and against anti-Semitism and hate in New York. They praised the resilience of the Jewish people throughout history in a post on social media. This incident
0: certainly seems to have stirred up a lot of controversy. Thanks for the insights, James. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Politics. We'll see you back here tomorrow.